Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Here we are for the second episode of Love's Fire. And so we're going to talk about being complete and satisfied and fulfilled in Christ and communion with Him and just walking like Him. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing place. And so this is something that has really impacted both of our lives as we've grown this revelation yes. and grown in our, our walks and our relationship with Jesus and yeah. our intimacy with Him. And it's, I mean, it's been said many times before, but uh, I'm going to say it again, that it's not about, you know, it's, it's not a religion in the, in the bad sense. It's a relationship. And uh, it's not about just do's and don'ts. It's about knowing God and being known by Him. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what Christianity is really about. And so something that he's, uh, he's grown me in is, in both of us, but uh, every person in this world, we need uh, at least three things. We need love, value, and acceptance. And so most people in the world are looking for to find and to be fill, to fill these needs, and so, but the thing is, is that uh, you can't without God. Uh, people try, um, but it says in uh, Proverbs twenty seven twenty that uh, the eyes of man are never satisfied, uh, for because hell and destruction are never full. And so, so because we we live in a fallen world, and because there's only one that can satisfy if we look any we can look anywhere else and we'll come up uh we'll just keep wanting and but when we look to jesus and to his beauty and his majesty his love and his glory then that's then we're complete in him and then we want him even more we want to know him more and it's just uh it's the uh it's the most lovely addiction (laughs) (laughs) because it's actually good for you you can never overdose on jesus yeah and uh and i'm sorry if that uh, i hope that didn't offend anyone but no uh, it's good it's good (laughs) i've thought of it before like how he calls himself the bread of life like how how jesus is the bread of life and i was like oh you can eat as much of that bread as you want (laughs) you can have as many carbs that's right. Even if you're on keto, you can have as much Jesus as you want. That's right. <laughs> and you'll be complete and satisfied and fulfilled in Him. And yeah. so, uh, the, our, because here's the thing, we, people in the world, and unfortunately many Christians, they look for, for love, value, and acceptance from achievement, from material possessions, how much money they have, from even uh, good things, even uh, charity, uh, kind acts. Yeah. Um, from the, the opinions of people, from the praise, how many likes you have, how many followers, how many views, you know, whatever it is, how, what kind of an influence you have, how many sales, all these different things, what kind of cars you have, what kind of house you have, a boat, you know, it's just <laughs> like, just the rat race. And um, yeah. none of those things, none of those things satisfy, and none of those things are what we were made for. And not the, that those uh, things are intrinsically bad um but it's uh it's a matter of um it's a matter of them being in the right place and it's a matter of where we're living from 
whether it's Jesus and his love or not. And so yeah. so it says in, in Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrates his own love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So before we did anything for him, he said, I love you. And he didn't just say it, he proved it with his sacrificial death, paying the price, the debt that we owed that we could never pay for our sins and for us to be redeemed, spirit, soul, and body, uh, back to his original plan, back to restored back to the Father. And uh, here's a, uh, this is a analogy that really helped me. I first heard a similar one from, from Dan Muller uh, some years ago, and then the first time I heard it, it just like, uh, just rocked my world, just shocked me. And because um, I never thought about it like that, even though I grew up in going to church. And uh, so like, uh, you know, this phone, for example, my phone, uh, I spent a certain amount of money on it. And that's what it was worth to me. I set out like, okay, this is my budget for a phone, so I'm going to spend and then I look for a phone to fit that, that bill. And so if I when I went to buy this phone from, uh, uh, from this guy, you know, if he would have said, uh, yeah, it's actually a million dollars, I'd be like, uh, no, thank you. Uh, Jesus loves you. Be blessed. <laughs> um, why? Like, okay, I don't have a million dollars, but even if I did, I know my father does, uh, but <laughs> heavenly father, but even if I had a million dollars, I would never spend it on this phone. Why? Because it's not worth a million dollars. So what we're willing to spend on something determines its value to us yeah so this worth was worth th this phone is worth to me what i spent on it okay well what's the price that god spent on us it says in um first peter 1 18 through 19 it says knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your father's but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a spotless lamb without blemish and without spot. And so the price that God paid to redeem us was his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. His blood, his life. And not just, and not just uh, a quick death, but the most horrible uh, suffering that we could imagine. It says he was marred, disfigured beyond recognition. Uh, even as a, as a man. He was marred beyond any man. And that's the price he paid for us. And if that's the price he was willing to pay for us, to redeem us, restore us back to him, back to the Father, back to his image, back to love, then that's what we're worth to him. Because he sees our value, our destiny, our purpose, who he's created us to be in him and with him. Yeah. And that's a price. That's something he was willing to die for. To pay the highest price. There's no higher price that heaven, that God, that Jesus could have paid than what he paid for us and for our redemption. It's just amazing. And yeah. so that's our value. And that value was determined 2,000 years ago yeah. <laughs> at the cross through his suffering. And nothing can ever improve our value to him. Nothing can ever change that, increase it, decrease it. And so we can just rest on that. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a song, Communion, that I've been listening to. It says, there's a line in it that says, I have nothing to prove because I'm already approved by you. Yeah. I'm already approved by you. And so we, when, we, when Jesus, our Lord, says we're accepted in the beloved, we're accepted in Christ in Ephesians 
And so his love was proven at the cross for us. Our value was proven at the same place, the same time when he paid that price, his life. And our acceptance has already been paid for by the blood of Jesus once again. And now we're as believers, as those that have made Jesus Lord, we are accepted, which means we can never be rejected. And so we no longer have to look for the acceptance of man because we already have the acceptance of our Heavenly Father. And so it's amazing. And when we live from that place, that doesn't make us self-sufficient and arrogant. No, no, no. When we truly understand that, that frees us to actually love people unconditionally and selflessly, just like our Heavenly Father, by His grace, by His Spirit. It's amazing. (laughs) So good. Yeah, so... This subject is so important to me because so much of what Thomas said is like, especially in the beginning of, um, you know, all the things that we look for as people in the world that um, look for, for these things that we can only find in God, uh, love, value, acceptance. Um, These are the things that if you would have asked me growing up, if I knew like, oh yeah, of course I know that God loves me. But when I like really looked at my, dropped my pen, that's fine. But, um, but when, like, if I really looked at my life, I wasn't finding my love and value and acceptance in God. And so I grew up in an incredible home. I have, I love my parents. You're probably watching and listening because you love me too. (laughs) And that's incredible. Incredible. I said it like three times and, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm learning how to do the podcast live. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) But back to reality. So, um, yeah, so I grew up in an incredible house. I went to a great church. Um, You know, after high school, I got involved. I went to a Bible college. Then I was on staff at a church. So basically what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make here is everything on paper said that I understood or seemed to say that I understood my value in Jesus. Um, But if I really sat down and looked at my heart, I was finding those things in what I did for him. And my time with him was me telling him how much I loved him and always, it was always this one-way street. The other one. So I got involved with this amazing ministry called Recess in Houston. And the ministry is incredible. Just, you can look it up. Um, but the focus is so much on our value to God and um and like we go through the different work like different ways of like worship and amazing things like it's hard to kind of it's hard to summarize right now but it's an just an incredible like heart journey of encountering god um just knowing that he's not hiding from us he's there to be found and how much he loves us and it really genuinely changed my life and um, scriptures like Zephaniah 3.17 came alive to me, which I'm going to read to you because it's just so good. And it's really a big part of where the shift happened for me of um, it not just being a one-way relationship where I was pouring out my love, but now I was opening my heart to receive his. And that made the complete circle. So the Lord, this is Zephaniah 3.17 
The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And realizing truths like that was so huge for me to realize, wow, like the the things that I say over him and the things that I do over him, he's doing over me. Like what? Why? (laughs) He's amazing. Like why? And so it was just like totally reworking how I thought about myself um, and realizing what how he really saw me. Um, So that was humongous, uh, big deal change in my walk with Jesus. And no longer was I trying to earn his acceptance by what I did, realizing that even when uh, Jesus was baptized, this was before he did one miracle, and God, his father, said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And that's the same over us, because Jesus on the cross bought that relationship back so that now we're his sons and daughters, and now we're the beloved's. We're the beloved that he's well-pleased in before we do a thing for him. And of course, that's not saying we won't do things for him. But when we understand that love that he has for us, it makes us want to do things for him. But now it's coming out of a secure foundation of love and a relationship with him so that we're not getting burnt out trying to earn anything from him. So that was humongous for me. So you can talk about this all day and I will soak it up because I'm so thankful uh, to know that we truly can be complete and satisfied in him and not try to earn it. Yeah, so good. And the uh, the verse for that, I realized I didn't yeah. actually read it, was uh, is Colossians 2.10, but starting in verse 8, it says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So there's a bunch of just dead philosophy, just words that people come up with that's not according to Christ and it leads to nowhere, nowhere good. For in him dwells all the, in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Uh complete we are complete in christ and there's another translation the expanded uh translation um by weist uh, it says it like this and you are in him having been completely filled full with the present result that you are in a state of fullness and him who is the head of every principality and authority and so we're in a state of fullness lacking nothing and Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yeah. That means I shall not lack. I shall not, you know, he's, I mean, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ. Uh, but more than that, uh, God said to Abram in Genesis 15, 1, he said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And so God loves, he is so good and amazing that he loves to bless us. But more than that, he is the greatest blessing, knowing him and being known by him, walking with him in communion and fellowship and intimacy. That's the best thing that we could ever do. And when we do that, we naturally bear good fruit and we naturally want to do the things he told us to do because we're receiving his love and we're not in a state of lack anymore. And so because we received his love, now we can give his love and we can love our neighbor 
as ourselves. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, something that, so moving, so that, that is not just a th- theoretical revelation. That revelation is walked out in our lives and that revelation yeah. is walked out in communion and both our dealings with people, but most importantly, our dealings are not dealings, but a relationship <laughs> with God. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jesus said to go pray in the secret place, to go into your closet, close the door and pray where people can't see you. And there's a place for praying in, in church and in congregations of around people, but there's also a place for playing, praying all alone by ourselves and God, uh, with ourselves and God. And, and so that's... Um, when I first started uh, falling in love with Jesus, uh, it was uh, it was uh, several things. One, first I surrendered to him, <laughs> and then uh, not long after that, I you know got got involved in ministry and different things, and um, then realized uh, that I was losing my relationship with Jesus for the sake of serving him. And he didn't call us just to serve him. He called us to be sons. Yeah. They didn't. He didn't. Um, you know, Jesus died to uh, for a harvest of sons, not for a harvest of servants, um, or even or, slaves. Or slaves. We're yeah, yeah. I mean, we do serve him. Yeah, we are called to serve him, but yeah. but as as sons and daughters, right. not as slaves. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so, so it was this prayer challenge. Uh, that our church had, and um, and uh, it was it was to pray. It involved praying for an hour a day, and and then uh, fasting two times a week, and and you know they had a you know the prayer time involved Thanksgiving and praise and and uh, you know communion intercession. And so I remember when this challenge came out, and I started to do it, and and a lot of people in the church started to do it, and. Um, and it was amazing. It was, you know, because first, and well, we're kind of running out of time, but <laughs> we'll, we'll try to wrap this up quickly to keep it kind of short. Did you want me to share that? Uh, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Is that, I think I'm, <laughs> we're trying this whole mind reading thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel like what you're saying is the, um, just like this phrase that I feel like God's giving me when it's come to whether or not we feel like doing something or not coming in, in uh, in regards to like either worshiping Jesus, praying, like putting on truth, all these things, like if we're not feeling it, to remember that it's okay that if it feels like a discipline, because God is faithful to build a desire in us. And that if for a little bit it feels like a discipline, that's okay. Keep doing it. <laughs> Keep going. And the your feelings will match up because he's an ama- amazing God. And you're going to encounter him in those times. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, why did I feel that way? Just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it was Charles Finney that said that uh, we build an affection for whatever we put our attention on. Yeah. And so if we put our attention on God consistently, then we will, especially the truths of his love and our body to him and acceptance and then his amazing beauty and the beauty of Jesus' life on this earth and all that we know through him, through the word, like, it's not hard. It's by his grace, by his spirit. He will draw us in and we will grow in in a love for him because he first loved us. And so it's through that that challenge I was just uh, just became started to become overwhelmed by his love where I wanted to give up everything to spend more time with him even things that I really enjoyed like I I was at that point I was rock climbing uh, for the last year consistently and 
And at that point, I was only doing it once a week, uh, which maybe took two or three hours, you know, from the whole trip included. And, and I was like, you know, I enjoyed it. It was great exercise and all that. But I was like, I'd rather be with God. And so I, that's when I stopped rock climbing. And I'm not telling you to stop your hobbies or what you're doing. But if you're going to do them, do them with Jesus. <laughs> Don't yeah. leave Jesus at home or wherever you do your hobbies or whatever you're doing, you know. And so it was just amazing that sometimes even uh, late at night I would spend time with him and I would, you know, set aside an hour and I was super exhausted sometimes and, and God would give me grace and I would, as I would start to experience his love and his goodness, I sometimes I would just go way over my <laughs> budgeted time even though I had work the next morning and I was sleep deprived. <laughs> but he's just so good. And so that's our prayer for everyone watching is one to just know you're complete in him. Yeah. That you don't need to earn his love or acceptance and you don't need to earn it from other people either because you have it from God. Yeah. Uh, you have love and value from him. And if you're a believer, if he's your Lord, then you have acceptance as well. Yeah. And so so we just encourage you to get in the secret place. We'll post a, a link to a video, um, little worship video that I mentioned earlier, communion, yeah, which so just good. has a lot of these truths. It's really amazing. Yeah. Um, but if you have another music preference or song preference or however you want to connect with God, that's great. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal is just that you're connecting with him and that you're not only pouring out your love to him, but receiving his love for you. Yeah. So you want to close us in prayer? Yeah. Yeah, we just thank you, Jesus, for every single person listening. We thank you, God, for the value that you proved at the cross for us, Jesus. Thank you that we receive that, we believe that, and we walk in it, God. That we don't try to earn it from any other thing, any other person. That we know that it's been settled at the cross with you, Jesus. And we walk in the reality of that every day. In Jesus' name, we just thank you, Father, for the grace to enjoy you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we love you. Be yes. blessed. Holy Spirit, fill every person watching. Yeah. And thank you for grace for the secret place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.